I want you to stand with me as we read God's word. We're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verses 24 and 25. Um, that's going to be in page 124 of your pew Bible if you uh, don't have your own. Um, this is actually an uh, interesting passage. I, I, I double-checked with Bruce this morning to make sure that he didn't have a typo. And um, actually, this, uh, this verse that we're going to be reading today is on a ring that I bought for my son whenever I went to Israel in 2007. And so um, it's, I thought it was really cool that we're um, doing that one today. Zeuronomy uh, 33, verses 24 and 25. And of Asher he said, Asher is most blessed of sons. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him dip his foot in oil. Your sandals shall be iron and bronze as your days, so shall your strength be. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just come to you in Jesus' name, and we thank you so much for your goodness and for your mercy and for, God, just um, getting us through 2017. And Lord, just help us to focus in on you and to keep you at the forefront of our mind uh, to uh, th this, this entire next year um, to be salt and light in our world. Um, God, just help us to make a difference. We want to see um, people come to know you and to lives be transformed by by you and um and we know that that can only happen through you and so lord we just pretty please ask that you would help us to be a part of that um teach us how to do that in jesus name we pray amen today is the last day of 2017 so what will the new year bring some of you may be familiar with the children's book entitled Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. How many have heard of it? Several of you. Good. There's this little kid named Alexander, and he has just one of those days. Nothing goes right. He has back-to-back -back disappointments. It is one continuous downer of a day. Take, for example, when he wakes up in the morning. He says, I went to sleep with gum in my mouth, and now there's gum in my hair. And when I got out of bed this morning, I tripped on the skateboard, and by mistake, I dropped my sweater in the sink while the water was running. And I could tell it was going to be a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. After a terrible day at school, a horrible visit to the dentist, and no good stop at the shoe store, Alexander slumps in his chair at the supper table. His troubles continue. There was lima beans for dinner, and I hate lima beans. There was kissing on the TV, and I hate kissing. My bath was too hot. I got soap in my eyes. My marble went down the drain, and I had to wear my railroad pajamas. I hate my railroad pajamas. When I went to bed, Nick took back the pillow he said I could keep, and the Mickey Mouse nightlight burned out, and I bit my tongue. The cat wants to sleep with Anthony, not with me. It has been a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. All of us have had one of those terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days. In fact, perhaps you had one of those days even this past week. Perhaps you had several of those days this past year. Maybe you had a whole lot of those days in 2017. And as we stand on the brink of another new year, I wish I could stand here and promise each of you that you will never have one of those days. 
that you will never have one of those terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days in 2018. I wish I could promise that you will, all you will have are incredible, wonderful, good days in 2018. I wish I could promise you that all your days will be pain-free, stress-free, and problem-free in this new year. Unfortunately, that's not the way life works. In fact, it's not even what God teaches in His Word. We are living in days the Bible calls the last days when difficult times will come and difficult things will happen. In your own life, you will face trials and trouble at different levels of intensity. And each of us here this morning are bound to encounter days of conflict and chaos, hardship and heartache. In other words, get ready. You can expect some rough roads ahead in this new year. Now I realize that is not what you probably want to hear this morning. In fact, it's probably not what you expected to hear on the last Sunday of the year. Some of you may even be thinking, really, it's the last Sunday of the year and you're telling me to get ready for one of those terrible, horrible, no good, very bad days? Yes, I am. But I also have great news. When we have one of those days, we have a God to help us and to give us what we need for those days. We have God's promise here, and it's found in the verses that Kevin read for us in Deuteronomy 33, verse 25. Notice again what it says, and in particular in the New King James Version. It says, your sandals shall be iron and bronze. As your days, so shall your strength be. And now notice, if you want to pull out your notes, you'll see it in the NIV translation. It says, the bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze, and your strength will equal your days. Now immediately, you will notice a difference in the way the New King James in the NIV, translate verse 25. The NIV says the bolts of your gates will be iron and brass, while the New King James Version says your sandals shall be iron and bronze. So what's up with that? In fact, it's even interesting. The old KJV uses the word shoes instead of sandals. The difference in the translations has to do with a Hebrew word that can be translated more than one way. And both are correct. Although the symbolism is different, the final meaning in either case is correct. It's the same. God is giving us a promise you can count on. It's a promise of protection and provision. And that's what I want us to dwell on for the next few minutes here this morning. I want us to unpack this a little bit and see what this promise is uh, that in the beginning that Moses gave to the tribe of Asher and make application for us here as God's children this morning. So notice promise number one. Here in your notes up on the screen, the strange apparel of iron shoes. That's the first promise that we have. The strange apparel 
of iron shoes. And you may be thinking, iron shoes, what kind of promise is that? I mean, who in their right mind wears iron shoes besides Iron Man, right? I should have I said that. <laughs> kind of fell on deaf ears there. I mean, if you received iron shoes for Christmas, you would have returned them already for something much more comfortable than iron shoes. So hang with me here for just a moment and let me explain what God means with this rather unusual promise. This promise of God was actually a blessing that was given by Moses to the tribe of Asher just before his death. In fact, this whole context here in Deuteronomy 13, 33. Moses gathers all the tribes of Israel together. He's looking out beyond them. There's 12 tribes, and to each tribe, he gives a blessing to them. And we're lasering in on the tribe of Asher. By God's choice, the tribe of Asher was given land on the seacoast, just north of modern-day Haffa, extending into southern Lebanon. Asher's land was very fruitful and very mountainous. Therefore, it was to the tribe of Asher that God promised through Moses these iron shoes for the roads that they were going to have to travel on. Now understand, the iron shoes in this verse are not literal. Uh, they're symbolic. And it's from God's promise to the tribe of Asher that we now can make application for our own lives here. Notice the promise. Notice this in your notes. Iron shoes remind us of something. It reminds us of the rough roads that we will travel in the new year. Think about it. Every new year is the beginning of a new journey. And as we enter into each new year, our, our hearts are filled with anticipation. And in fact, sometimes, a lot of times, our hearts are even filled with anxiety as we approach a new year. What's going to happen? How shall we fare? What will the road be like? Will it be rough? Will it be filled with potholes or easy and smooth? Will I have a flat tire like I have right now, sitting, my car sitting out in the parking lot with a flat tire? I'm just so overthrilled with that that I have to deal with that after the service. And so we all have this. We, we approach a new year with, with anxiety and anticipation. And this verse suggests, in in fact, life, even, life experience even confirms it, that we will probably, more than likely, have some rough roads to travel before the new year is over. If your road is covered with red carpet, then, well, velvet slippers will do just fine. If all you're going to do in 2018 is sit and watch TV or, or scan the internet, you don't need iron shoes. Listen, thick socks will do just fine. But if we plan to travel rocky roads, then we need good footwear. A few years back, I watched a, uh, a documentary called Everest, Beyond the Limit, on the Discovery Channel. And one of the things that you learn from watching that documentary is that these climbers, they risk their lives to climb to the summit of Mount Everest. Uh, one of the things there is the importance that each climber has is good footwear. They all would wear these warm boots with spikes attached to the bottom for extra traction in the snow and in the ice. And, uh, and so good footwear was very, very important to these mountain climbers. Now, I'm no prophet. Uh, 
but I'm pretty sure we will all travel on some rough roads before this new year is complete. Charles Spurgeon used to say, every house has a trouble factory. And so trouble comes to all of us, every believer. And that's why God doesn't promise silk slippers for his Christ followers. We need iron shoes, oftentimes because the road is hard. The way is difficult, and the path is sometimes treacherous. You fast forward to the New Testament. Jesus himself even reminds us of this truth. He tells us in John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And then Paul reminds us in 2 Timothy 2, 3, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And Peter, later on, reminds us then in 1 Peter 4.12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Jesus, Peter, and Paul are all saying the same thing. They're reminding us that if we go into this new year expecting for this year to be problem-free, stress-free, pain-free, we are a little naive. Listen to what Charles Spurgeon said in a sermon on this very verse. He says, and I quote, We journey along a road which has not been smoothed by a steamroller, but remains rough and rugged as the path to an alpine summit. We push on through a wilderness where there is no way. Sometimes we traverse a dreary road. At other times, sharp trials afflict us as if they cut our feet with flints. Seldom does our march take us through gardens. Often it leads us through deserts. This is why God promises iron shoes. God knows that you will need good footwear for the rough roads in the coming year. One of the things that makes for good footwear is durability. In fact, you parents out there, how long does your kid's shoes last before you're buying a new pair for your kid? If, you're like, if your kids are like my kids, when my, my children, Jack and Tyler, when they were younger, it seemed like about every three to six months we're having to buy new tennis shoes for them. They just wear out. They don't last. And in fact, one of my kids just seemed to wear them out more than the other. I'm like, what are you doing to your shoes? How are they wearing out so fast? But God has provided us with shoes that will never wear out. These iron shoes are made for the roughest roads we may travel. In fact, it's interesting. I really love what God says in Deuteronomy 29.5. He says, I, speaking about the children of Israel, when they came out of, the, out of Egypt and they're marching in the wilderness to the promised land, God says this, I have led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandals have not worn off your feet. Again, I like what Charles Spurgeon said later in the same sermon. We have appropriate shoes for this perpetual journey. We are not shod with the skins of beasts, but with metals which will endure all wear and tear. Is it not written, thy shoes shall be iron and brass? However long the way, these shoes will last to the end. Now, perhaps some of you are thinking, that's great for everyone else, but you don't know the kind of road I'm facing even now 
as we enter in to this new year. Listen, it doesn't matter how rocky your road is right now. It doesn't matter how rough your troubles may be even in the future. God has provided you with iron shoes. Shoes that are made to last. No matter what kind of road we may face in the new year, shoes that are made to support you. Shoes that are made to protect you. Shoes of iron symbolize the best and the strongest and the most durable. Iron shoes for rough roads is God's promise for you in this new year. The question is, will you travel with confidence down whatever road God has for you in this coming year, knowing that God has provided you, has promised you iron shoes for the road He has before you? Iron shoes for rough roads is an amazing promise by God. But hang on, because God has another promise. And it's even better than the first promise. Notice promise number two here in your notes and on the screen, and that is the sweet assurance of divine strength. Divine strength. The second part of this promise is just as amazing as the first part. Notice again what it says. And your strength will equal your days. Or as your days, so shall your strength be. Now, I don't know about you, but often when I travel on a rough road, it's not very long before I get tired. In fact, I need to rest, and I sometimes want to quit. In the same documentary, Everest Beyond the Limit, every man in that documentary battled against fatigue as they were summiting or hiking to the summit of Mount Everest. Uh, it, it was a problem for everyone, every man and woman. Fatigue, and they had to try to overcome that fatigue. And the same is true with us. We all battle against fatigue when we have to travel on rough roads for any length of time. Think about it. What good are iron shoes if you don't have the strength to walk in them? And that's why the second part of God's promise is so critical. God understands what you need in this coming year. We need His strength. We need divine strength, and that's exactly what God gives us. Now notice something in this verse. It says days and not day. This is very important, and it means three things for us in application. Notice, number one, the promise of divine strength here is God will give you strength each day in the year ahead. In other words, God's strength will be given daily for each day, not weekly and not monthly. As Charles Spurgeon said, we shall never have two days grace at a time. God intends, in other words, that we live one day at a time. We tend to make things worse when we try to do it any other way. We make life more difficult when we try to take God's strength for today and use it to wrestle with the problems of the past, or we tend to waste God, today's God-given strength worrying about what's going to happen in the future. And so the first promise here is God will give you strength each day in the year ahead. Number two, notice this. God will give you strength equal to every kind of day you face. 
We don't face the same kind of day every day of the year. Not all days are the same. For example, some days are filled with relative ease. We're thankful for those days when everything seems to go right. Amen? Everything's going right at home. Everything's going right on the job. Everything's going right at school, with friends, family. Those are nice days, but not every day is filled like that throughout the year. Other days are filled with adversity, filled with difficulty. Some days are filled with joy, filled with happiness, gladness, while other days are filled with heartache and pain and sorrow. Whatever each day may bring, God will give you strength equal to every kind of day you face. The third aspect or application here is God will give you strength every day until the end of your days. In other words, we will run out of days before we run out of God's strength. Now ponder that for a moment. We will run out of days here on earth before we ever run out of God's strength here on earth. The more days you live, the more strength God gives. Psalm 27.1 tells us, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 31.24 says, Be of good cheer, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Now this is a rather incredible promise from God. You and I will have sufficient God-given strength for all of our God-given assigned tasks through each of our God-appointed days. Will you have days of adversity and difficulty in the coming year? Fear not. Your strength will equal your days. Will you have days of heartache and pain in 2018? Some of you will. Fear not. Your strength will equal your days. Will you have days of doubt? Will you have days of confusion in the months ahead? Some of you will. Fear not. Your strength will equal your days. Now let me encourage you to pause here for a moment and to kind of get real before the Lord. And I have a couple questions to help us to do that. Notice this in your notes. Right now, as we embark on 2018, what is your greatest fear, your greatest obstacle, or your greatest worry as you enter into this new year? What's occupying your heart and mind as we begin another new year? What does this promise suggest for us at the start of a new year? It means that God's strength will be there when we need it and not before. It means that we will never find a day when God's strength is lacking. It means that we will have divine strength as long as our days last. Therefore, we don't need to look anxiously ahead. True, in those days that are filled with relative ease and happiness, we may not need much strength. But in those days where we have to travel rough roads, God's strength is more than enough to meet our needs. And notice this. Who is the God that makes this amazing promise to us? This is not just any God. This is God Almighty who makes this promise to us. 
In fact, Moses reminds us just who this God is who's making this promise in the following verses. Look what he says about God to the children of Israel in verses 26 and 27. Moses reminds them and now us that there is no one like the God of Jeshurun who rides the heavens to help you and in his excellency on the clouds. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. Moses tells the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 1, 29 through 31, do not be terrified, do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God, who is going before you, will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt, before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. What Moses is doing, he's reminding the children of Israel, and by application, he's reminding us that God is our eternal refuge, who is above us, beneath us, and goes before us. We have an awesome God, do we not? Have you ever thought about the fact that our God is not just above us and beneath us, but our God goes before us? Ponder that for a moment. A God who goes before us. Many times we tend to limit our thinking to the fact that God's presence goes with us as we go through life. And that is true. But that's only part of the story. Get a grip on this. God is not only with us now, but he's already way up, way up the road ahead of us. Think about it this way. While we struggle with the problems of today, God is hard at work providing solutions for the things we are going to face tomorrow. God is way ahead of you. Or to say it another way, while you're living on Monday, God is clearing the road for us on Friday. In other words, God is already at work providing solutions for problems we don't even know we have yet in 2018. Are you worried about next week? Forget it. God is already there. Are you anxious about June or September? Don't sweat it. God's already there. What about that decision looming ahead or that financial obstacle next month? Fear not. God is already there. Now, you'd have to admit that it would be enough if God simply walked with you through the events of your life. But what Moses is reminding us here is that God does much more than just that. God goes ahead of you, clearing the way, arranging the details of life so that when you get there, you can have confidence that God has already been there before you. That's why this promise is true. As your days, so shall your strength be. And so while you are traveling your way through this week, God is already in February stockpiling the strength you need so that when you get there, you've got what you need. Now that's a promise worth holding on to. Now, here are some practical lessons we should take from this promise. Take each day as it comes. Don't try to force the future. Let God lead you. 
Let God guide you on the road that He has planned for you. And each one of us has a different road. God doesn't plan the same road for each person. Don't be filled with anxiety and worry. Instead, live each day God gives you with confidence in His strength, not your own. Now, before we conclude, I need to make a a disclaimer here, if you will. This promise is only good for God's children, His sons and daughters in Jesus Christ. If you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, that is a child of God, then you cannot claim this promise of God. Only God's children... Only those who have a relationship with God through faith in His Son can claim this promise and apply it to their lives. And so perhaps you're one who is here this morning and you're still an unbeliever. You have yet to place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Today, God invites you to be part of His family by trusting in Jesus as your Savior and Lord. There's no better time than now Think about it. New Year's Eve, the last day of the year, to repent of your sins and to trust Him for your salvation. For all of those who are part of God's family through faith in Jesus Christ, what does this promise mean for me in 2018? Notice this in your notes. It means God has equipped me and empowered me to travel any road He has for me in the new year. God has equipped you with iron shoes for rough roads. And He has empowered you with His divine strength for daily living. That means there's not any road in life that you can't travel on when you apply this amazing promise of God. It also means God will not ask you to travel on an unbearable road in this new year. Sure, God may put you on a road that seems unbearable. A road you wish you didn't have to travel on. But that's so you will turn to Him and trust His promise of iron shoes and divine strength. Over a hundred years ago, another preacher ended his sermon on this text with these words, and I quote, Christ's feet were pierced with nails that we might have iron shoes for the road. We cannot succeed this year without Christ. But with Him by our side, we can face whatever may come with confidence and with joy. How true that is as we embark on another year. May we trust this amazing promise of God. Iron shoes for rough roads and divine strength. I want to close with one last story here. In the list of American presidents... There's one man who shows up twice, and that's Grover Cleveland. He's the only president to serve two non-consecutive terms. He occupies the 22nd and the 24th spots in the roll call of presidents. He's also the man who dedicated the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor, and he's the only president to have gotten married in the White House. In fact, he was 49 years old at the time, His bride, Frances Folsom, was 21, making her the youngest first lady in history. Grover Cleveland 
was a Presbyterian preacher's kid who was thoroughly trained in God's Word and in Christian truth. He grappled with titanic issues while he was in office. In fact, in the middle of a national financial panic, he faced a very personal crisis of his own. He was diagnosed with cancer and endured top-secret surgery aboard a friend's yacht, the news of which was hidden from the nation for years. Nevertheless, Grover Cleveland kept up his strength. In fact, he routinely worked past midnight. Historians, looking back on his presidency, have lauded him for his industry, his integrity, his courage and common sense. His dying words summed up his life. I have tried so hard to do right. The secret of President Cleveland's energy, though, is found in the motto that he lived by. It was God's promise right here in Deuteronomy 33:25, which he framed and hung directly over his bed so he could see it every night on retiring and every morning when awakening. He valued this very promise so much, he hung it on the wall of his law office before his election and afterward in his bedroom at the White House. Throughout his life, he kept it within eyesight. It contained a family crest beneath which were the words taken from the King James Version, As thy days are, so shall thy strength be. When asked about it, Here's what Grover Cleveland had to say. If I have any coat of arms and emblem, it is that, in reference to this very promise of God. He awoke every morning with the firm conviction God would give him the strength required for the work that God assigned him. He believed God would give him sufficient strength for each day's task as long as he lived. This promise can sustain each and every one of us when we awake in the morning and when we retire at night. It's a lifelong promise of lifetime strength for the rough roads ahead. Listen, I don't know what road God has for you in this coming year. Your road will look different from the person sitting next to you. But rest assured, the road will not always be easy in 2018. For some of you here, the road in 2018 will be long and arduous. It will be hard. For others, it will be a little less intense. But whatever road God has mapped out for you in this coming year, we can claim a promise. We can apply these words to the tribe of Asher, even for us as God's children today. We have iron shoes for rough roads, and we have God's strength to sustain us each day that we live. What a promise from God as we close out this year and embark on a new year. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you and we thank you that we can approach your throne of grace and mercy. We thank you for this blessing, this promise to the tribe of Israel and by application as your children, your sons and daughters, we can claim it for ourselves as well.
that you provide us strength, your divine strength to sustain us each day that we live. Lord, we know not what the days will be like in the coming year, but whatever those days may be, may we trust you, may we lean on you and your promises and your word, and most of all, your strength to sustain us each day of this new year. And so, Lord, help us to ponder, help us to embrace these words here in Deuteronomy 33. Help us even now in this time of reflection and response to, to bring our worries, our anxieties, our obstacles, our challenges before your throne even now and to cast all our cares upon you and to ask for your strength and your grace to sustain us. Lord, thank you. Thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ, and what we have in him. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Zach's going to sing just a chorus. Opportunity to you, for you to respond as the Lord leads right where you're seated. <laughs>